Good evening and welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 163. It also turns out to be the first one of 2024. On tonight's episode, we're not really looking at new music. We're taking a fond look back at 2023 and all of the things in music, in movies, TV, comics that we really loved. We want to share those with you so you can check those out if you have not already. We're also going to look forward to 2024 and some releases that are coming out that we are excited about and are likely to talk about on the show. So if you like what you see and hear tonight, subscribe, leave a comment, and feel free to share it with your friends. Special thanks goes out to our sponsor, the Kokomo Lantern, a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to sign up and get all of that tasty material because it is really good. Pat over there does a wonderful job, and he hosts our show, so we like him. I'm not alone tonight, of course. Joining me is gruff but lovable Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. Look at that it. is, that's that's fair. I'll take it. Gruff, gruff, <laughs> but lovable. Yeah. The theme theme song seems a lot longer. It's only seven seconds. Yeah. Best seven seconds of your life. That's right. It packs a punch. <laughs> I do sometimes walk around singing the Metalhead Bundy song. So. <laughs> that's only because the Joe Rife song mm-hmm. is no longer being played. We need him on the show. Just yeah. for this song. I mean, I I keep telling you, we can play it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that counts as a tease if he's not on, but we can play it anytime. I think I could accidentally hit it after I introduce you. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now nah, we're talking. Is he even on here? I don't even think I've got it loaded to play, so I'll <laughs> even have to add it. But um, yeah, wonderful song. Well, this is it. We are now in 2024. 2023 is in the rearview mirror, and we're kind of late on this show because we're going to talk about 2023, but. We wanted to enjoy our holidays yep. and take a little time off. So um, hopefully nobody will hold it against us. Yeah. Hopefully we can get some momentum going this year and find some new listeners. You know, keep going. I feel like we're going to keep going until we can't, you know, just it doesn't matter. We just like doing it. So <laughs> that's right. We're going to come up with some tasty new challenges, too. There you go. That's the fun part. I don't know. New music's the funnest part, but funnest. Larry said it. Um, hey, before we get started, I told you I had something I wanted to throw at you. And you did. Um, I listened to this thing like three times today because I was just like, wow, I just I can't believe how they framed it. So um, a Twitter friend of mine from Canada posted this, and it was from like 1983. Okay. And it was an interview with David Bowie and Mark Goodman from MTV. Okay. Yep. I remember Mark. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't miss him with the hair and everything. You know, you see him from behind. You don't even see his face. You just see David Bowie. And David's talking about my chihuahuas up there. And uh, (laughs) they're excited about this, I'm telling you. And so David Bowie says, "Uh, I I noticed that you don't have a lot of black artists on MTV. And 
I remember this. <laughs> Mark Goodman starts backpedaling, and yeah. he's trying to explain why. And I'll, I'll just tell you a couple of the lines, and then we can talk about what sticks out to you. But I was just like, oh, goodness. <laughs> Did yeah. he just say that? I um, totally remember this. I actually heard about this fairly recently. And yeah, it was, yeah. It's, it's making its crazy. rounds for sure. Yeah. And um, so one of the things he talks about is narrow casting to a, to a specific audience, which yes, kind of reminded me a little bit of what we talked about yesterday with the naming of the new Star Wars director. Yeah. And, and that narrow casting. Right. And he said, you know, when we put music on MTV, we have to think about everyone, not just New York or L.A., um, but then he went in to talk about people in Poughkeepsie and people in the Midwest, any small town in the Midwest. And then he said, because Prince would scare the hell out of those people. And then he yeah. went on to say, um, uh, oh, that they're basically rock and roll. That's why they don't play a lot of black music. Yeah. Because we you know we're rock and roll came from but <laughs> right i just and he was just backing up backing up and he was like and then we we're narrow casting and yep. david bowie was like yeah yeah you are <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember i i remember hearing about that and yeah it's it's very cringeworthy <laughs> especially the yeah the rock and roll i'm like mm, it's kind of where it came from buddy but yeah, uh i i want to say I mean, a lot of that was he was definitely trying to get out of that conversation alive. But, you know, it's uh, I understand why David Bowie would bring that up, but it's not really on Mark Goodman to I don't know. I, I understand why he tried to defend it, but it's not really his job and it's definitely not the VJ's job, they don't pick the music. Like it's, they, we've heard that over and over again. Ricky Rockman used to say that all the time on headbangers ball mm -hmm. or actually off air. He would say, mm -hmm. I don't pick the videos guys. I play what they tell me to play. So mm -hmm. all of that came from corporate and, you know, for whatever reason, that's, I kind of wonder if Mark Goodman had more of a role though than just as a VJ because he kept saying the company wants this and like he was very he was at least was very knowledgeable yeah what they wanted and well as he to explain it it came across as he explained it too almost too truthfully because it was awful yeah also in 1983 though at that point they're only what like two years in so mm -hmm. yeah i mean they they were probably a much smaller company growing for sure because mm -hmm. they got very popular very quickly but they were probably still small enough where the vjs if they weren't involved they probably were at least a little informed you know yeah, I would hope so. It was just interesting that he basically called the Midwest racist and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Prince uh, and dumb. Yeah, Prince ignorant near people. Yeah. He's from the Midwest, you moron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, I know <laughs> that was funny, but yeah, narrow casting because you don't want a broad audience. Okay, right. Yeah, that was interesting, and. It, David Bowie's reactions were priceless. So if you haven't seen that, I'll see if I can find it and send it over to you, but it's good yeah. stuff. Which that 
also brought up the whole thing. I, I did check into the um, Star Wars announcing that the, um, what is she, Pakistani um, feminist is now going to direct a Star Wars. And so the end of the world has come. Yeah. And, um, she said that it's about time a woman takes control of a Star Wars property. And so everybody instantly went to, oh, my God, Ray's going to be um, gay and she's going to, you know, hate men. And, you know, it's like, OK let's see the product first before we, I, yeah, I mean, it's, that's one of those things again, where you just kind of have to like, why can you not reserve judgment until you see it? Then if you don't Mm -hmm. like it, fine. But you know, every star Wars, like any other thing can be interpreted many different ways. It's loved by many different kinds of people. It, I mean, there's room for everybody in the sandbox. It's not like if you don't like it, don't watch it. Who cares? Like, yeah, I think what people are kind of off is they they we still have the notion of the comic book person being a male nerd, right? Sure. And maybe maybe that's still fairly true to who go on into the shop every Wednesday. But the whole medium with the movies and the shows has broadened. It is not just a male driven thing anymore like yeah absolutely it has brought in a huge audience so to act like you know having a woman director for this movie about ray who might be nice having somebody who might know the internal workings of a woman in charge of a story about a woman you know that'd be a good thing we'll find out i wonder how much how much of it is just the fact that it's a woman or and but then you add on to that she's pakistani she's pakistani she is a you know, self-professed feminist. So Mm -hmm. that's a dirty word, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't remember this much hate when Patty Jenkins was supposed to be doing Star Wars. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there were people that did not like that idea, but I don't remember like crazy vitriol. Now, it also matters how much Kathleen Kennedy is involved because people hate her. And they basically blame her for the downfall of all things Star Wars and Disney. So, I mean, as long as, <laughs> long as she's taken in air, I feel like she's going to be involved. Yeah, I don't know. I, there are things that I have loved in Star Wars that they've done recently and things I haven't loved. And if I don't yeah. love them, I don't watch them again. Yeah. Doesn't change the fact that I love Star Wars. So, yeah. I think also we we touched on the uh, when we were talking yesterday we touched on the ruining my childhood argument, <laughs> yeah. which is I mean just such a dumb notion. Your childhood still happened; it was still just as great or as terrible as you remember it. <laughs> Them doing something now doesn't erase your childhood. Like that argument's so dumb. Yeah, it absolutely is. Hey, look at that. Yeah, those movies are exactly the same every time I pull them out to watch them. Not so our good buddy, it. our good buddy Paul, Mr. JPP himself, commented on my shirt, which is a wartime kid shirt, which is one of Paul's music projects. So whoop whoop. Yep. Shout out to uh the Phoenix Supernova. I have that shirt too. I was gonna show that when we talk about <laughs> oh, I spoke. Spoiler alert, there will be spoilers on this show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the bitch fest for this evening, but we're going to look now at things we can just be genuinely thrilled about 
and it is a look back at 2023 and the things that made us happy and that we loved. So where do you want to start with our uh, journey back in 2023? Um, I mean, we could talk about music. We could talk about our live shows that we liked. We could talk about some comics. Uh, probably save comics for later. You wanted to go music or live shows? Um, let's just start off with a couple of highlights from concerts. Okay. We'll hit that and then... Um... Then we'll then we'll go into music. So okay, because we we did see. Oh, let's just put that up there from Paul. <laughs> um, so last year that was last year was a really good year for me as yeah. far as mu- live music goes. Same. And I think you too. I think you saw a bunch. I saw a couple yeah. of you. So yeah, we went to. Like, I was talking about that with somebody recently. And it's like I feel like I we didn't go to very many live shows for so long with you know the pandemic and all of that that. This year, I, we just kind of went crazy, and we, we just kept deciding we were going to go to shows. Mm-hmm. So, and it worked out pretty well. Saw Rarely do you stuff. come out of a live show and think, "Man, I wish I wouldn't have come to that." I mean, yeah. every once in a while, you get a technical problem or something that is not great, but for the most part, mm-hmm. I always come out happy. Yeah, definitely. So, don't typically go see turds either, so mm-hmm. that helps. Um, so for me, um. Uh, do we want to do like our favorite? Um, I got like four to mention, I, however okay. you want to do it. All right. Um, I'll start off with surprise top for mine. And that was Lamb of God. That was my first time seeing yeah. them. And they weren't even the headliner. But um, I came away with a, a new, I already liked them, but I came away with a new appreciation for them. Yeah. Um, especially Art Cruz. He was freaking phenomenal. Yep. And uh, man, I just thought live, they brought it. And sometimes when you get bands that are super heavy like that, you don't get the clarity that you got with them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just blown away by their performance. That was a real surprise highlight for me this year. Um, yeah, I've had the opportunity to see them a few times now. Um, the other two, I believe, were in the Egyptian room. And man, I mean, mm. you so... <laughs> when we saw them, it was awesome, but it was outdoors, a big mm. show, seeing them in the Egyptian room. I mean, I, you talk about it just hitting you right in the chest. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a small room and a lot so, of noise. So awesome. Yeah. But that was one of the, one of the shows on my list to talk about too, was uh, Pantera and lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And for all of the reasons you said, of course, and um, seeing uh you know they call it pantera i don't really feel like it's pantera of course it's Mm -hmm. you know half of pantera (laughs) with some really awesome films (laughs) but uh like you know i've said before if you're gonna there's no one that can replace the abbott brothers but if you're gonna get somebody to play those parts i mean you know zach and charlie are pretty Mm -hmm. much family so and it was awesome the stage production was cool everything looked great everything sounded great and man it was awesome to hear those songs again yeah that was a great show yeah and uh you're you're right you got two people who are very gifted musically and uh they picked right up and uh, they sounded fantastic and i love zach so yeah, we got Paul chiming in. Uh, he says that room is a low-end trap. You just get engulfed. Of course, he's mm-hmm. talking about the Egyptian room, and he is 100% correct. You feel Have you ever that? seen a concert in the other one, the other tinier venue? 
Uh, I've Nashville. been in there one time with you. Oh, I that's believe. right. That's the one time. God, that's so, a tiny yeah. one. If you had a big band in there like that, that would destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> Might knock the pillars down. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, fun experience for me was Amon Amarth. I cannot believe how much I enjoyed that show. Um, I'd only heard a couple of songs and I enjoyed them, but I didn't love the band, but yeah. I came away with a brand new appreciation. Those guys brought it. The stage uh, performance was, was absolutely fantastic. And I loved rowing. I wrote. Yes. You bet. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was so a, good. So that's another one on my list, uh, ghost and I'm on a Marth. And, um, you know, of course we've had seen ghosts once before, so it was very cool to see them again. They, they are always fantastic. Um, but yeah, Mon Marth, I was so excited to see them. And yeah, they did not disappoint whatsoever. They sounded great. Johan's vocals sounded great. Uh, man, their their stage setup is so incredible. It, the the drum riser that's the you know the Viking head and the drum sitting on top of the helmet with the big horns, and you got the the eyes out on the Viking head were you know, LED screen. So it looks like he's looking around and, um, and then they have these incredible inflatables that are huge and they just look like stone statues. And then they just kind of go <laughs> and then, and then a big dragon appears out of nowhere. And it just, these inflatables are insane. Yeah. And they uh, actually had two guys come out and fight. Yes. That was cool too. <laughs> Which was fun. Uh, Paul said we saw Tori Amos in that small room. We saw her in the theater. It was actually in the like in the theater proper hmm. at at the Mirror. Yeah, Paul stands corrected. Yeah, but that that ghost show that was cool. Uh, I think when, when we saw them before, it was actually in the theater at the Mirror. And yes. uh, and yeah. then um, this time it was outside at the I think it's called the Everwise Amphitheater at White River now. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, the very cool, awesome venue. I like that venue a lot. Yeah, it is. It sucks to park there. Oh, there's yeah. very little, um, and we had yeah. to walk a long way from the zoo. But uh, yeah, yeah, the venue itself is phenomenal. It's a great place to see a show. And, and Ghost wasn't too bad either. Yeah, they're always fun. Yeah, they are. Um, the next one for me was really. Um, I guess almost a bucket list one, especially as we're getting on in age and it's the yeah. cure. Um, yeah. We traveled to Atlanta. They did two nights there and um, I, I hadn't seen them. Marianne had seen them before. And so it was three hours. They played mm-hmm. so many songs. And the cool thing is while Robert Smith looks like somebody's grandmother, he still <laughs> sings exactly like He's, he used to. Yeah. He sounds so good. That show was incredible. And you went through, you know, two hours of some hits, some other cool stuff that if you're, you know, a real fan and you really know them, you really like it. And then the last hour, they just pelted you with all of their most popular songs just to close out wow. the show. And it was a really cool ending. Uh, so I was thrilled that I finally got to see The Cure. Yeah, that's I'm totally jealous on that one. I uh, that, that's one that's one that's worth traveling for like you mm-hmm. did. That's going to be me with Depeche Mode. That's like one of my big mm-hmm. bucket list bands. And they only do like arena shows and they don't come to Indiana. So I'm going to have to travel to see them at some point. They might come to Chicago or something. Possibly. They do. They usually come to Chicago. Yeah. So, all right. You're up. 
Um, one of my favorite experiences uh, was partly because of the artist, which was Ann Wilson, who mm -hmm. I've said before, she is the bar for female rock singers. She is amazing. Um, and what a show. I mean, it, her band was fantastic. Uh, she played, she didn't play a ton of the heart hits. Like she, she hit on a few, but she, they were playing a lot of their newer music, which was great. And I mean, it's Ann Wilson. So it was amazing, but, um, it, she brought me to tears. I'm not even going to lie. She did like uh, this kind of stripped down acoustic version of Alone. And oh, wow, just knocked me off my feet. Um, but that show was at the Brown County Music Center, which we had never been to before. That was our first time. And I highly recommend a show there. If you have someone that you like that's going there, go see it. It, it beautiful venue wonderful sound not a bad seat in the house it's not it's not huge so it feels fairly intimate it, it, it's just a really great place to see a show we've we we saw brian setzer there too and then we're going uh flogging molly's coming there so we're gonna go there again so nice very nice place yeah that's a cool area um, my last one that I'll talk. So I, I saw, uh, Smashing Pumpkins again. Um, I'm not gonna talk about that cause I've seen them a bunch, but fantastic again, all over. Love it. Um, I did go see the 1975, which I did not oh. anticipate going to. My wife got tickets <laughs> that I was coming. So I went, um, it actually was pretty good. Um, their fans are something else. Um, yeah, they are in it to win it and you got to respect that. And uh, the one I wanted to talk about, those we saw nothing but thieves at the Victoria or the Vic Victorian. I'm not sure exactly how that translates in Chicago. So like an old theater. It's all standing room only down below, and then it's got the balcony where there are seats. That's and just so, the that's the Vic, right? Yep. Yeah. Is it longer? Is it just the Vic, or is that what they nickname that's, it? That's the name I know is the Vic. I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, nothing but yeah. thieves. That venue with you know those old places have great acoustics and it was a very small venue. So when Connor Mason was hitting those big notes, man, did it fill it? It was, uh, it was beautiful. And he's got such a good voice. They were fantastic live. The yeah. opening band was a British band that, um, had like the heavy Cockney kind of accent. Um, and they were a fun band, kind of, uh, like a, almost like a bar band <laughs> kind of thing, but they were really good. They were fun. And the show was awesome. So great. Yes, loved it. Yeah, that's not a band that uh, I'm terribly fond of, but I know. <laughs> I I would be in the same boat if my wife wanted to go. I we would go. <laughs> yep, it's just called the Vic. Yeah. So my last one uh, was probably my favorite show of the year. Um my youngest son, Fane, who is, he's 19. Um, he's been wanting to go to a show with me for a while. He wanted to go to a metal show with me and I didn't find one that we could make work. So he went with me down to Indianapolis to the hi-fi, um, which I had never been to very cool, very small room. 
Um, and we went and saw Stabbing Westward. Talked about them incessantly on this show. One of my absolute favorites. Christopher Hall is one of my favorite singers. There, I've you know been listening to this band for 30 years. I love them. Uh, and they were fantastic. They put on a great show. Uh, Fane was totally into them. He 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 knew like a couple of songs from that from them being in things that he's seen, you know, like movies and stuff. But um he kind of boned up before we went and he was super into it. So that was pretty cool. The surprise thing from the show was the opener uh, <clears throat> who goes by Ayatoya, mm-hmm. who we had on our show. So uh, she absolutely blew me away. I am a, now a lifelong fan of hers. So hopefully we'll get to see her again sometime. And she just, yeah, she was amazing. And you know, I reached out to her. She came on the show. So yeah, very cool. So that's probably my best experience at a show. I got to take my son, see a band I love, discover a new artist who is now a friend of the show. So can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. She was fantastic. What a sweetheart and a good person, great musician. And, uh, it was cool having her on the show and she's got a cause and she really Mm -hmm. believes in it. So it was, Nice to have her on and be able to share that message with everybody. So yep. I wish I had seen that show. So, but um, we could talk about her in the next part. We just talk about music in general because she did have some cool music. Panic Room, especially, mm-hmm. uh, was a wonderful song that made my highlight list for the year. Same, same for you. Yeah, she's uh, she's got quite the aesthetic. I mean, she's got a real vision. Her yep. uh, videos do not. Like she, she's still a, a relatively small artist and she's growing. So you don't always anticipate the videos kind of they're being fantastic. that. Yeah. They are like yeah. nicely produced and they're thought out and they're artistic. Yeah. She's got it all going on. So yeah. that was a, a great surprise this year. Yeah. Uh, that yes. Uh, Panic room was on my list of uh, favorite music from the year that we talked about. And yeah, you know, like you said, it, it's just, an artist at her level, she's she's doing it right because her mm-hmm. stuff is quality. I mean, so good. Yep. She's one of those people you just root for. Yeah. You know, kind of like Whitney Ty, another mm-hmm. person we had on the show who does great work and really puts her all into it. So yep. hopefully she gets rewarded. Um, I'm just going to go through some of my favorites from mm-hmm. the year, from things we did on the show, new people we met, whatever it is. Um, my highlights were... Uh, Smashing Pumpkins Autumn. It turns out when I got my 23 Rewind, it was on there quite a bit. So I clearly liked that and listened a bunch. Yeah. Uh, Sleep Token was another one that came up there pretty high. I still sometimes listen to it and I'm like, God, I don't know why I like this so much. It's just, I don't know, it's got me and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but man, is it different? It's unique, and I think that's probably why. And they wear masks. I can't help it. I like people in masks. <laughs> but, um, and they have new masks. Damn it, they're just getting me all the time. Yep. But um, And they've ma- maintained their anonymity, which is incredible mm-hmm. today. They think they know who Vessel is, but whatever. Nobody right. definitely knows. So I don't care. And I don't care either. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I'm not going to go seek it out. I want to not know who he is. Yeah. 
uh, Public Enemy with um, We Rec Stadiums, or Chuck D actually on that one. But uh, wow, that was a great ode to baseball and a fantastic album it was so fun i i did not like you know public enemy chuck d sure all day long um but when i found out it was themed about baseball i was like okay what what are we doing (laughs) holy crap it's good i i am not a sports guy but so much of that it hits like from before my childhood through my childhood and like i remember my dad you know talking about all these people and seeing baseball cards of all these people mm-hmm. and you know i know some of the history but man the uh, this the music was fantastic and he made that subject matter so cool he made it so sing cool. So yeah <laughs> yeah it was so good um the whole thing the production the music the the mm-hmm. rap it was it was solid so uh another really big surprise for me was gracie potter i thought yeah. that album was fantastic she's really good i follow her yeah. on you know instagram and i get those messages from her when things are going out or whatever um mm-hmm. just to kind of keep up with it so that was pleasant surprise because i was not aware of her before you requested that we do that one yeah, I, th- I still think that's so weird. You like you had never listened to her. Mm-mm, never. But, yeah. Glad She's I did. Great. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. Uh, Greta's album was good. I don't go back to it all the time, but there are a couple of songs I really like on that record that I would mm-hmm. listen to over and over. And then uh, the last one, well, I'll tell you what my number one song of the year was in a minute, but um, Project Renegade, Ultra Terra. That made one of my that made my top five albums of the year in the rewind, and I really like that. And that last song was woo. That was a good one. That was my yeah. album closer of the year for sure. Yeah. So those are some of my highlights. <clears throat> yeah, Project Renegades definitely on my list. Um, it. I remember when we first heard them, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are pretty good." And now, like when Ultra Terror dropped, I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are so good!" Like they they have grown so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's the musicianship, it's Mariana's voice. They have just gotten so much better. Like they weren't bad to begin with, but to hear a band like that just actually improve and become just a monster, monster sounding band. They're so good. And their videos are amazing. Yes, that they're another one like Ayatoya, like they're not a huge band, but man, they make awesome videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really do. That last one was awesome with the ninja and and all the CGI and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the the person that they're friends with that does that. He's really talented. Yeah. Uh, And of course, we uh, we mentioned Ayatoya. one of my favorite albums that we talked about this year was uh, the new Prong album, State of Emergency. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Tommy is, uh, I, uh, that's another band like, <laughs> you know, I've been listening to for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just so cool to hear him still just kicking ass and uh, it's, it's awesome. I, if Prong still, ever got together with Stabbing Westward, you might die. I might, I might. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, my favorite album that we covered this year, I mean, it's got to be Sleep Token, Take Mm -hmm. Me Back to Eden. It's just one of those things where like I heard about them and I was like, what is this? And I'm like, why? They look weird. What's going on here? And then the music just absolutely blew me away. And it's just the mixing of the genres, the um, his voice, like. I, I don't know. It, it's when you listen to it, it's almost like it shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But damn it, does it work? Man, it's so good. And the song "Take Me Back to Eden" has like every bit of their styles in there. Oh, it just kind of shifts yeah. from one to the other, and it works. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like you should listen to that record and go, "Man, that was all over the place." Yeah. No, it was all over the place. <laughs> it was good. It, it was yeah. It was all all up in here. Cause that's where it lives now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I keep going back to it. I'm just like, God, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah. Damn good record. Awesome. All right. Any more highlights? Uh, no, that's it. Well, uh, I'll take, I take that back. Uh, just because they're friends of the show, they didn't put out an album, but they kept dropping singles here and there. It was Jack, the radio, yep. the new songs they're putting out are fantastic the production is amazing everybody sounds great the you know george george is coming along as a singer the backing vocals are fantastic kevin's drums like they're just they're great yeah agreed um and then so when i did my rewind to to check out my listening for the year and that doesn't include any youtube or anything which at work a lot of times i just put youtube on in the background and do my work so that doesn't count but um through Apple Music on my phone, my number one song for the year was Flying Whales. Okay. There were a lot of listens to that. Yeah. Then that Gojira. guitar kicks in. Oh, it just kills me. Yeah. So, That's that, Gojira, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went back and um, listened to Fortitude over and over. God, that album from top to bottom is so good. If, mm-hmm. if you like heavy music, but also kind of proggy in nature, that album kills it. Yeah. So good. All right. Um, any shows or movies that just blew you away for 2023? Um, there's a lot of people talking about, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's terrible. The, <laughs> the Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali movie. Yeah, Netflix. Didn't, see huh? didn't, didn't see it. It's There's a lot of people talking about it and good and bad i thought it was fantastic i really really liked the movie a lot of people have a problem with the ending i don't understand why it it is not if you like movies that tie themselves up in a pretty little bow with a nice little ending that's not this it's not but the ending i feel like is exactly what it should be like the, this whole movie works up to this ending. So, but that one, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but see that. Is it a Netflix original? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. All right. Huh. But um, that's, that's the most recent thing that I saw that kind of blew me away. So. All right. Yeah. Very good. Um, Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, The ending was like, what? You can't do that to us. 
Yeah, it's just got a second one. Another <laughs> yes. one coming. Yeah. So, but that was the only bad part. But my uh, show of the year was Wheel of Time season two. Okay, See, my really wife watched. In. My wife watched that. She loves that. I I can't. I I didn't get into it. That's that's one she watches without me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. And then I'm just gonna throw in because people just pooped all over it for no good reason, and it's the Marvels. I thought that was a surprisingly good movie. I don't. Okay. I think people just wanted to poop on it. Yeah, I didn't see that either. I we yeah. haven't been getting to the theater very much, so there's two movies out there now that I want to see. That one of them at least is probably not going to be in theaters long. So mm. uh, I want to see. I want to see the Iron Claw real bad. <laughs> oh, Clay said it was great. Yeah, and I will uh, say Godzilla minus one was excellent. Yeah, I we've got a few friends that have seen that. They mm -hmm. all loved it. Yeah, very old school. If you dig some old school, old school mm -hmm. Godzilla, I think you'll really dig it. So cool. it's not overly CGI'd, which is nice because sometimes that becomes kind of tedious. Yeah. So okay, and then uh, wrapping up the our favorites for the year, let's just hit on a few comics, mm -hmm. some properties there that we really liked. What was one that really stood out for you? Was it Danger Street? I knew it was. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's. <laughs> It was kind of the best, uh, the best ending that could have possibly happened. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was rough. It, it was such a long journey and just went nowhere. <laughs> you kind of feel good though that we stuck with it for an entire year as a comic group. Someday, someday, years from now. I will probably sit down and read the whole thing all together. Yeah, agreed. I have a feeling it would be much better, but it traumatized me so much that I'm not prepared <laughs> to do that right now. So yeah. let me get some time. Awesome. Um, so what was awesome though? What's great? Um, Nightwing has been consistently mm. good. Tom Taylor is absolutely killing it with that character. Agreed. Nightwing's one of my favorites. So Tom Taylor's killing it with that. Um, uh, I really love what Kirkman is doing with what he is calling the Energon universe, which is mm -hmm. basically the Hasbro properties. So you've got Transformers and GI mm -hmm. Joe kind of in a combined universe. Uh, started with Void Rivals, which is kind of its own thing. It hasn't tied into the Transformers too much, a little bit, but not too much. Um, and then I think the first three issues of the Transformers came out in the in 23. And man, it this is I, I would say this is not your father's Transformers, but that would be me. Like, this is not my Transformers, <laughs> so um, but damn it it's so good uh it, and i mean you got trans you got decepticons just straight up killing people just like smashing them and i'm, I'm like holy crap um <laughs> it's so good and then the first issue of duke hit last month so that that's starts the gi joe thing and basically what they're doing is kind of gi joe is coming about as a response to the transformers showing mm. up on earth so that's kind of how they're how they're doing it. And then Cobra Commander, I think, starts this month. So it's been totally fun so far. I'm loving it. So we'll see where that goes. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I read the first couple of Void Rivals and it was good. Yeah. It's interesting. But then I started learning about all these other books. And I thought, God, the last thing I need to do is get into six more series to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
my number one book of the year, and it really was, it probably tied up early in 2023, but it was um, the Action Comics War World story by Philip mm. Kennedy Johnson. Probably my favorite Superman story of all time. Okay. Um, what I love about what they do here, and they've done it in other books, and, you know, Iron Man 3 did it um, in the movies, but it's when you strip the character of what supposedly gives them strength, okay. and then you find out this strength is something else. And so Superman, without all of his superpowers, has to lead and inspire and overcome Mongol um, on this war world. And it's a it's beautifully drawn, uh, colored. It's just a great story. And it's it's long enough that it really breathes, but it's not overly long where they just start throwing in fillers and everything. It is it's pretty tight okay. um, and it brings in the authority as well, which was cool. Grant Morrison wrote a quick. Superman and the Authority series that kind of dovetailed into the beginning of this. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of nice. But that thing was was awesome. And I think there's even a hardcover out now. So if people are interested, you can get the whole story in one, one yeah. hardcover. So I I ended up, I like the Authority. So I, I, I got that miniseries, but, mm -hmm. but I didn't follow through into the regular mm -hmm. story after that. So. Yeah, it just popped right in from there. And then they introduced a character... Um, in the authority story, Shadow Sister. Um, it might have been the Batman Superman one shot and the authority, but um, and that is now into play in the new story that okay. followed that. So it's kind of nice that he's planted some seeds and continued on. And uh, that was great. I loved it. Awesome. That was my favorite. Uh, I had a couple more mentions. Um, the new Captain America series by uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is fantastic. Um, it is, I think it's up to issue five actually just came out this week. Um, so it's been, you know, started, uh, towards the end of last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of bounces from present back to it before, like during world war two, before Steve was cap. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of what's happening in his neighborhood uh, in, I think it's Brooklyn, right? I think he's, he's a Brooklyn boy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just kind of like this cell, like during World War II, there were cells of Americans that were basically members of the Nazi party. Right. And it kind of deals with some of that and him kind of standing up to those people in the past and then stuff that's happening now and kind of bounces back and forth. It's very cool. Awesome story. Straczynski is, you know, he's insanely good. Um, there's a couple of horror books that are absolutely fantastic. There's one from Vault Comics called The Nasty. Uh, it's written by John Lees and the art. I, it's uh, I'm going to butcher this name. It's <laughs> George Cambadeus. I don't know. I, I'm sure that's wrong, but uh, <laughs> these guys, I don't know if they're from Scotland, but the book is based in Scotland, mm. but it's basically like the, uh, this group of friends are super big horror fans. It's also, it's set in the eighties. And so it's like the heyday of all the slasher movies mm. and all that. And these guys, like they kind of hang around their local video store, rental store. And, um, 
it's they end up trying to make their own horror movie and it's just it's really good it's funny it's gory it's just it's great and um awa which is a fantastic company they're putting out so many good books right now um they're publishing a series right now called the ribbon queen and it's uh, Garth Ennis, and the art is by Jason Burroughs, who's he's mm. been around for a yeah. long time. Um, but it, it's real. I I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's just mm. it's one of those things where you just kind of have to read it and see what it is. It would be an amazing TV series <laughs> just to see how they do what happens in this book. Like the main mm. kind of. I don't even know what to call her. She's not, it's not really a slasher thing, but there's someone who has a power that she called the ribbon queen. Cause she basically, she can make you kind of unravel like a ribbon. It's, oh. It is wicked looking, but it's a really good story too. So how many, uh, how many issues in is it? Um, actually the sixth issue just dropped and it is an eight issue series. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's almost over. Yeah. AWA is really great. They do almost exclusively mini series, like between five and eight issues. So that's kind of nice. Cause then you can dig into one, try it and then go to another one. You know, you're not getting stuck in the, Yeah. Some Very of them cool. have had sequels, but it's it's always a mini series. All right. Uh, my next top book for the year is, um, and it's not even very far into the run, but it's Wonder Woman, um, cool. Tom King. Yep. And uh, he's playing with the uh, lassos, coming up with some new ones, creating some backstories, which is kind of fun. And really, it's kind of taken this twist on the modern world where um somebody well we know who the sovereign or whatever behind the scenes is kind of causing people to do things and he makes a um amazonian kill somebody or beat up all these people in a pool hall and you know so they're out to get the amazons well then you get all of this uh people talking heads on on tv on the fox newses and cnn's and all that they're talking about the amazons and it's getting out of control and he's kind of controlling this narrative well now the amazons are hated wonder woman is hated and the government wants her and all this kind of stuff so she is kind of an outlaw right now but she continues to do what's right and the last issue was a lot of the issues have been dual where you get like diana in the past and then you get her present kind of dealing with the same kind of situation which is really neat especially when you look at the pages but in the last one it's all about all this hatred behind the scenes and how awful she is and the other half of the comic is her visiting with a kid who's dying of cancer and her talking to him it is a sweet issue it's probably my favorite issue of the year um and it's so well done and so heartfelt and you know again like with superman why she's such an awesome character very and, cool uh, and the little book that's going along with it, the Amazon's attack uh, story, which is kind of taking in Yara and the other ones mm-hmm. um, is really good too. And you sometimes tie-ins are turds and they're just add-ons to get money. And this one is not, it's telling a really good story and it left you with a cliffhanger and it's exciting to think, Hey, I can't wait to get back to that issue. So that's cool. Yeah. And then just, a couple of uh, gods by Hickman, 
I really like that. It's it's intricate, but I can follow it. Sometimes I can't follow his work because he's yeah. too smart. Yeah. This one I can, and it's kind of cool. And then I'm going to throw out there Night Terrors, even though it interrupted the flow of all the new books, actually turned out to be a pretty decent, fun story. Yeah, some of it was pretty good. I, I, I didn't hate it. And yeah, it was weird that it took the place. To, yeah, I mean, there were some issues, some stories uh, some series, I should say that, I mean, they had just started, like we're two, three mm -hmm. issues two. in and then mm -hmm. stop. And then we're doing this big event and then they pick back up. So I uh, is weird, kind of a weird way to do it, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed most of it. I didn't get all of it. Um, I, there's like the series that I was not following but you know mm -hmm. regularly i didn't i kind of skipped those but yeah what i read was pretty cool Some, and yeah. again it had stakes because the the character that came out of that dr hate mm -hmm. has now shown up in beast wars yeah so you know with amanda waller so there was at least some cohesiveness even though it interrupted those other books and so right. you kind of feel like oh there was a reason here you know this character yeah. has gone on and making an appearance so yep all right, that's what I have. Okay, well, the other thing that I wanted to do was, uh, you know, we're just coming out of the holiday season, and, you know, we're obviously, the show kind of revolves around music. We're big music fans, so I got some music-related gifts, so I just wanted to, and, you know, we are have a visual element here, so I thought I might do a little show-and-tell. <laughs> Do tell. So this was one, the wartime kid shirt from our good friend, Paul. And he's got another music project that he does called the Phoenix Supernova. And he sent me a shirt of that as well. Yeah. So, and it looks it. My lighting sucks, so you can't really tell, but it really pops on this green shirt. It is. It looks fantastic. The, the logo's got like green and pink, looks like kind of neon, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a Christmas present that I ordered for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Anthra. You really cannot tell what color this shirt is, but it's kind of like an army green. But Yeah, it uh, looks gray on here. Yeah, and the that's just white printing, but it's like army green. But so this year, well, 20, 2023 was the 30th anniversary of the Sound of White Noise album, mm -hmm. which was the first album with John Bush, mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So they put out some 30th anniversary Sound of White Noise stuff. So I ordered that before it went away and I couldn't get it. But then I just got it for Christmas. So. <laughs> Woo! And this one, I'm not going to lie. It's a total bootleg but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care because the idea was too good. I wish it was like a real thing, but it's a bootleg. I don't know how well you can see that. Oh, the ghost. With, it's a goo -goo 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 -goo. Yeah, that's awesome. You can mystery see. Mystery ink right yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's so you, great. It was a bootleg, huh? A little bit, you know. I'm going to have to send this to the police. <clears throat> Yep. But, uh, and I also, I got a couple of, I don't have a ton of Funko Pops, but I have a few. And we found a couple of uh, 
music related ones that I had to have. So this is Ozzy and it is a very seventies Ozzy. Mm -hmm. He's got like a purple shirt with the white fringe and all that stuff. And very cool. Sab little uh, Sabbath era Ozzy. And we're big ghost fans. We've talked about him on this show. So I found a, a Papa four and that's his stage get up with the, the suit. He doesn't have like the big papal mm -hmm. robes and all that. And my wife totally shocked me. If you follow me on social media, you definitely saw this, but. It's me, Metalhead Monday, as a pop. <laughs> so, so great. Yeah, they did that. It's called Pop Yourself, and you can just design your own pop. And my wife made one of me, so pretty cool. Hey, I made one of me, too. Let me show oh? you. Yeah, yeah, let me show you here. Here I am. It looks just like me. It does. And, uh, yeah, this is my, mm -hmm. um, my late... 80s early 90s era me when i used to wear big clocks i was gonna say you don't typically wear your clock on the show but i'd spend a lot of time outdoors too <laughs> oh man hey i i'm gonna show this real fast i got it towards the end of the year but i i actually showed this before but um this was my exciting thing of the year oh yeah this is my billy signed mayonnaise yep. single and it's yeah Pink, pink, pink. Yep. But um, I kept looking at this thing at first. I'm like, <clears throat> okay, there could be four signatures there. Is that the band? Yeah. And I'm like, I remember when you did that. That's a P. No, no, yeah. that's not. That is a C. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure. like, holy crap. So it was just Billy. He's the only one that signed it, which is very <laughs> cool. And that's a 23, and that's, you know, or an SP. Yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> that was so cool. And it sold out in like five minutes. Yep. So I was lucky to get it. Very cool. All right. So um, what are we looking forward to? Let's just hit a couple. Got a couple minutes left here. A couple things we're looking forward to in 2024, other than putting on some awesome shows with some great challenges. Yeah, I mean, I, most of what I'm looking forward to is uh, I've already got some shows on the radar that I want to go to. I already have tickets to two, mm -hmm, and too. I've got others I want to hit, so... Uh, coming up next month is Extreme and Living Color. They're playing at the Egyptian Room. Um, with Extreme's new album, holy crap, it is so good. And uh, yeah, they're awesome musicians. I would love to see them. I've been a fan of Living Color since the first time I heard Cult of Personality in yep. 1989. So I would love to see them. Um. I already mentioned we're going to Brown County to see Flogging Molly. That's like March 1st. Um, uh, Bad Religion and Social Distortion. Two mm -hmm. bands that I love that I've never seen, either one of them. So mm -hmm. uh, I have tickets to that show, thanks to a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> and um, in coming to Fort Wayne is... Uh, prong and voivod voivod is a band that i'm not a huge fan of but prong is it's a co-headlining tour so 
they're not prongs not going to be like an opener like it's co-headlining so they should have about the same amount of time to play and um there is a facebook fan group for prong that i'm in and tommy victor is very involved with it um his wife actually got on there and said hey if you want to see prong live you need to probably do it soon because I'm not going to let Tommy tour for too much longer. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, what? crap. Yeah. I was like, did he, does he know his wife is doing this? <laughs> like, but, uh, so they're coming to Fort Wayne pretty soon. So probably going to go see them. Are they going to the Coliseum? Uh, I don't think so. I want to say it's at like Pierre's or something. Well, there's another venue too. It might be that one. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure where that one is. I just know they're coming to four. I think it's a theater. Pretty yeah, sure. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that sounds like uh, some good show, and I'm sure more are gonna. I mean, we haven't even seen the oh, summer yeah. lineup. So, I mean, that's through like the first few months of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything in the first few months. We're going to a lot of Blackhawks games, so I'm gonna nice. be hitting much. But uh, I have tickets for NF in April, I think, and then. Our Pearl Jam tickets, which got canceled this year, yep. are said to be made up next summer. So the hopefully coming back around then, and I'll be Very able to cool. see them next summer. And then hopefully pick up a few more shows, because I love it. Need to see some live music. Um, the Prong Voivod show is March 21st at Pierre's. Wow. So yeah. you get in there and get in early, and you will be front and center, baby. And that place is <laughs> small and awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That's a great, it's a nasty little place, but it's great. So, um, how about any music? I have one, well, I have a couple actually that I'm looking forward to, and a lot has not been announced. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I haven't looked too forward as far as like releases that are coming. I know one that I really want to cover on the show is uh, the band Plush. Uh, which I, I'm sure we've talked about before. I don't, did we do their first album? I think we did, but I don't sure. I don't know if we did or not, but they're awesome. They're uh, four young ladies. They're incredible musicians. Um, very, very talented. They have a new EP coming out. They've released a, a cover of hearts Barracuda, which will be on this EP. So yeah, January 19th. Yes, so here in a couple of weeks we'll yeah, probably be talking about that. What's the first? Yeah. Um, I don't think we did the first album. Hmm. Maybe we didn't, but I know I remember. I know that I at least talked about it a little bit because <laughs> I was kind of poking fun at him because they have a song that is, um, I think it's called Athena. Mm-hmm, they do, but but it all it ta- if you listen to it, like it talks about like the goddess of beauty and this, and I'm like, that's it's the wrong wrong one, wrong one. Like, <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of cute and funny. But <laughs> we are going to invite him on the show, and we're going to ask him about it. Yeah. So are you going to re-record that as like Aphrodite or? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's sarcasm Monday. Gosh, you don't get anything. I know kids <laughs> today. <laughs> Damn kids. <clears throat> um, the number one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, slipknot. Look outside your window, nice. which was recorded in 2008. 
and mm. it was during All Hope Is Gone, and only four members of the band worked on it. It was Corey Clown, Jim Root, and Sid Wilson. Okay. And it's supposed to be, they didn't release it because it wasn't heavy. It's more melodic and experimental, kind of where they're heading these days. So it didn't work, didn't fit in, and they were going to release it during We Are Not Your Kind, but COVID hit, so that didn't get done. Well, now apparently it's mixed, it's ready to go and produced, and so this year we will see what they did back then. Cool. And um, I'm excited. I I, kind of like when they get experimental and goofy and weird, so I can't even imagine what this is going to be like. Yeah. So I'm all in. I'm sure it will uh, divide their fans, just like everything else they do. So over everybody and their expectation. Here's another one for you. So for years, don't even talk about Rush touring again. Don't even talk about it. It's not Rush if if Neil's not there. Right. Okay. Can we at least think about the feelings of the other two members? Like if they want to play music and now they're saying, yes, we've talked about it. We've Mm -hmm. talked about getting a drummer and doing it. Alex is like, it's in our DNA. We play music. This is what we do. Yep. They're not saying this is the original Rush, but why could they not go out and play their own damn songs right. to an audience who would still eat it up if Danny Carey was back there or Charlie yeah. Benante or whoever they get? Whoever, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's their band. It's their life. If they want to play music, let them play music. Yeah, that, that's another thing. It's it's just another Pantera. It's like, mm-hmm. are, are you going to call it Rush? If you do, like... That's like it's it's not rush. It, it's it's still them. It's not rush. It's still them. You know, like it, it's a whole thing. Like, do you call it rush? Do you call it something else? You know, you call it rush because none of us are dumb enough to think that Neil's up there. <laughs> we know he's not. Yeah. And somebody else is playing the music. I mean, yeah. Get on with yourself. Like, I would go in a heartbeat, and I will pay a lot of money to go see the other two play rush songs. Yeah. Especially depending on who they have playing with them, that could be. Uh, whole experience in itself, you know. Yeah. If they have Danny Carey with them, like, get out of here. Are you freaking kidding, kidding me? <laughs> I know. The dude can play it. It's all right. And yeah. everybody is so respectful of Neil. They would do the absolute best they could. They wouldn't go off and try to make it their own. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what Charlie did with the Pantera stuff. Yes. He said, "I want to get these songs down. I am not playing them as Charlie Benante. I am playing them as close." to Vinny's drum parts as possible. I'm trying to get the drum sound as close to his as possible. I, you know, I, I am trying to channel Vinny Paul. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not doing this for myself. Yep. So I feel like they would do the same thing. Yeah. I'm, And if they don't want to do it, fine. That's great too. If they want to make their own music, just the two of them, I'm good with that, but I can't imagine just stopping. Love it that much not yeah. to. And I know they've both done like in that, Envy of None, which is Alex's band, has have they're going to have another record come out this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And so while he's making that, you know, Getty did his big book of bass, and he just had his show on yep. Peacock, which yep. I just watched those four episodes. They were great. Um, I is hope it he on makes Peacock? No. Uh, Hulu. Is it on Hulu? It's on something that I don't have. So <laughs> Paramount <laughs> so Plus, maybe? Maybe. It's either Hulu It's on one or of those Plus. goofy yeah. things. Yeah, it's Paramount Plus, I think. But... Um, I don't know. That was a great show, but I'm ready for them. If they want to come back out and tour, make I'm in. Let's roll. Yeah, it's like uh, 
I don't know. I yeah, it, it's in their DNA. They're musicians. This is how they live. This is how I mean. At this point, they think in music. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not. You can't expect them to just stop. So I don't know. And that's that was another thing. So on New Year's Eve, we were hanging out with some friends, and they turned the thing on just to watch the ball drop and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leonard Skinner was playing. There are none left. Yeah. Gary, Gary Rosington died. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. The, the closest thing you have is the singer is a Van Zant, right? But he's not the Van Zant. Mm-hmm. Like they're all gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Foreigner. It, they have zero original members. <laughs> they are an officially sanctioned foreigner. Like right. It's, you know. It's you know. Yeah. It's whatever. Indeed. And I know you're going to be excited about this, but Mick Mars has a record coming out. I am super excited about that. He's been working on it for over a decade. (laughs) (laughs) He was young when he started it. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But but the first two songs that I've heard are great. Hmm. All right. They're really good. Well, maybe for fun, we'll cover it. And of course, old Uncle Al Ministry has got yet another Hopium for the Masses or something um, coming out. Um, he is prolific. I'm yep. going to give him that. And so is corn. They've got another one coming out. Yeah. So pumping, 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 but there you go. All right. And then, uh, finally we could talk about, uh, well, I guess we have a couple things, but movies and shows, um, for me, I'm excited kind of Joker two, Deadpool three. I'm excited, but echo next week yep. is what I'm most excited about. I just went back yesterday and read the first arc of hers i'm going to read their vision quest arc next just to kind of get primed up again cool. and i think that show is going to be really good oh and they're they're doing there was a thing they put out yesterday they're going to dub it in choctaw oh wow cool yeah they had the they were very involved with the making of the show yeah anything that had to do with the native american part of maya yeah they shot with their blessing they went they did their clothes um they did a lot of it so they actually went in and dubbed it um in the studio and so it's going to come out with that language, which would be really that's neat. awesome. That's yes. great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I I don't I don't even know. I think it may have coming out came out technically in 2023, but uh, the what if season two? Mm-hmm. I I haven't touched that yet, so I'm like I'm hearing good things. Yeah, but, I'll have to uh, check that. I want to watch that, but yeah, I don't. That's another, like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I've been watching less and less stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a ton on my I gotta see that list. Right. But, you know, just as stuff hits, I'm like, oh, I would like to see that. Oh, I would like mm-hmm. to see that. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, and then uh, finally in comics, I don't have a ton. I mean, I'm going to get a lot of comics, and that's just the way it is, and I'll keep reading what I'm reading, but I am excited that the Thundercats are back Hell with yes. the comic this year. Hell yes. That's actually my... Uh, probably can't see it on here, but my... Yeah, I got two... I got like 20 notifications, but um, my uh, lock screen is, the, is one of the covers of the first issue coming. <laughs> it's the Lion-O with the sword and the oh, yes. sight beyond sight but uh yeah super excited unfortunately it's coming from dynamite which our uh local supplier is uh, (laughs) 
probably not going to be getting for too much longer. But yeah. I think uh, that's one of the few companies that he still gets through Diamond. And oh, he's, yeah. He's uh, he's about done with Diamond. So yeah. it's one way or another, I'm getting that because it's going to be great. Yes. Looks very cool. All right. Anything else you're looking forward to in 2024? Um, our book club. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We got uh, 12 more comics lined up to read for, uh, I don't, you know, one each month to get together, have some mm-hmm. good food, talk about them. First one that we're doing for January is one of my all time favorites, Cosmic Odyssey from DC. Yep. So. Super excited about that. I've read, yeah. I'm halfway through it. I got to read the other two. Yeah, I just finished it a couple days ago and it was so good. I love it. Art is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. And I'm ex- I wish we had another single one that we were following like we did last year, but better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll come up with something as we go along. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm just reading what I'm reading and I, I don't, that, with uh danger street like it was a good experiment but it's like you know halfway through there's people that hated it and <laughs> didn't want to keep reading it so it's, that's true you know i i don't want to have to nail somebody down to a book that they're gonna hate <laughs> all year that's true and what are we on is this the fourth so i am uh working on my thousand books this year because i did not make it last year i sucked mm-hmm. So at this point, I think I'm at 14 or 15. So I'm ahead of schedule. Yep. And, I am uh, not. <laughs> I'm not none. doing Glenn well. is already at 1,000. So Yeah, right. I think uh, last year I got to like 718, which, mm-hmm. you know, not bad. But the year prior, 2022, I went over 1,000. So that was it, – it's just – I don't know. It's like uh, – that year I was just on fire and then 2022 or no 2023, it just came and went like sometimes I was reading real quick and then I not read anything for a while. So it's hard. I mean, think of it, you got to read three a day. Uh, that's the pace. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of the pace. So, so, but typically a lot of times I'll catch up on the weekends. Like I'll, I get up before my wife does. So mm-hmm. I'll just, sitting here and read and drink coffee and whatever. All right. Well, I think that is it for tonight's episode. Look back, look forward, and um, we'll start posting some challenges soon. Uh, as soon as Monday comes up with them all. Gosh, what a slacker. I've got and, a couple. Uh, good. On our, we, we did the spreadsheet or something. I got a couple on there or something. I don't know. I got them written down somewhere at least. <laughs> yeah, and this was an off day too. We don't, we normally don't do Thursdays. We don't plan on doing Thursdays mm-hmm. moving forward. Plan to have a singular night, hopefully on Sundays at 7 o'clock, that we will be consistent and you can come back and make sure you check us out every Sunday. That's, that's, uh, that's our New Year's resolution for the show, consistency. <laughs> yes, and it will happen. There may be some times we have to record something in advance, but we'll we'll try to get it done. We will get her done. All right. Anything else for the good of the cause, Mr. Mundy? (sighs) The defense rests. All right. Sounds good. I guess that means tonight is over and we will see you. Are we going to see him Sunday? Uh, Maybe. 
I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk. Yes, you will see us on Sunday. You have the seal of approval there. I even stamped it. We're doing one on Thursday. Are we going to do one Sunday? I don't know. I said we're doing one Sunday, Monday. It's okay. going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> we're going to do the easiest challenge ever. <laughs> this is a 10-minute show. Join us for a 10-minute one. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, everybody. Um, until then, check out uh, www.wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. We are putting up some cool stuff. I think Mr. Monday should write a story about Metalhead Monday the Pop. And post it on our website. <laughs> there you go. Where and if you're a Spider-Man fan, you got to go check it out because Glenn and I are reviewing every Spider-Man comic right now. Um, nice. We call ourselves Web Shooters, and we're following along. Actually, we're only doing three right now. We're doing Amazing, Superior, and Spine Tingling. Which nice. I will say, if I'm looking back at the year, Juan Ferreira, who's doing the art on Spine Tingling Spider-Man, mm -hmm. is absolutely killing it. He might be my favorite new artist of the year. Cool. Really enjoying his work. Um, he's super nice. He's responded to the articles. Um, he's responded on Twitter. Oh, cool. So um, I'm really digging his work. It's really good. So I'm hoping he gets some some cool. Oh, and actually, he did another story in another book recently. So I'm hoping he gets another gig after Spine Tingling because it is a mini. So awesome. All right. Until. Sunday night at seven. We'll see you around. Oh, don't you laugh. It's happening, Monday. I'm smiling. I'm not laughing. Oh, there we go. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>